If you have comments about today's show or any questions, please email sherry at sherryhillshow.com. Hi, thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Have a topic that's very near and dear to my heart and also have someone that I've just met, Ginger Fenwick, who has an organization called Bees for Vets. And Ginger, uh, we were both out at a conference, the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, and it was funny because I had reached out to you before and then you were there, so it was awesome. So let's talk about Bees for Vets. So Bees for Vets is a local nonprofit, and what we do is we invite veterans that have PTSD or TBI to be with us for one bee season, which is, you know, approximately April through October. And each Saturday, we take this group of veterans out to the apiary, and we teach them vocational beekeeping. So we will meet them at whatever level they're interested in learning, if they want to just do it as a hobby, or perhaps they want to carry on into a more commercial venture. We're happy to help them. So what was the passion behind this? Because you don't often associate beekeeping with veterans. That's right. Um, well, bees have been um, promoted by the U.S. government since about 1911 when our soldiers started coming back from World War One to try beekeeping for those that had lost limbs and whatnot. And my great-grandfather was a vet with PTSD, which back then was called shell shock. So I had a connection. Interesting. And so the mission is to help these veterans be in an environment if, you know, beekeeping is a very cool place to be, right? I mean, it's quiet. It's zen. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. And you have to be very mindful and in the moment. And if you're not, the girls remind you. You know, as I, as I like to tell my veterans, you've got 60,000 divas wanting your attention, and you better be looking at them. So the apiaries, because you don't all have all these in your backyard, where, how are you doing this? Are they ever traveling? What's happening? <laughs> so when I started the organization, I didn't have property to put all this uh, apiary on. So what I did is I first went out and asked people in the community, friends, friends of family, would you be willing to let me put a hive on your yard and be a host family for a hive and allow me to bring a veteran onto your property to learn beekeeping? Well, I had a lot of people come forward and say, yes, absolutely. So we started putting hives. And as you know, you got to build the hive up and then you split it to make more. But they were scattered around Washoe County, which didn't make it easy for me to transport veterans. So I was lucky enough to reach out to Desert Farming Initiative and they're a program at the University of Nevada Reno and they said we will let you put your hives which I need 20 for my veterans I have a class of 10 each student gets two hives to manage through the season so I needed a piece of property large enough to handle 20 hives so we're allowed to keep our apiary in East Reno oh, that's very yeah. cool is there I mean once you tell a veteran this is an option or an opportunity, I mean, do you get a lot of veterans signing up for this? Or <laughs> Well, I actually wish we had more. Like I said, we have spaces for 10, and last year we had eight veterans sign up, six of which made it through the year and will graduate in our little informal, fun uh, beekeeper graduation party. But we'd really like to hear from more veterans. And in fact, we're so 
um, kind of worried that we'll have these extra spaces this year that um, a few weeks ago our board of directors met and said let's open up our slots to first responders because as you may or may not know first responders have a higher rate of PTSD than men and women returning from the front lines. So we want to make sure that we can help people in our community that are affected by PTSD. And it just seemed logical to open it up to first responders. So this is the announcement. If you're a first responder or a veteran and you want to learn, I mean, for many of us, it starts out as a hobby and then it becomes a passion. <laughs> Correct. And the individual just has to reach out to us. They have to self-identify as having PTSD or TBI. We don't check medical records. We're not worried about that. And we will take them through a B season. So the website is B's for the number four vets and org.org. So for anyone that's listening that's thinking about, wow, this might be a great opportunity, let's talk about some of the success then. So you've had a veteran. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, wow, you want me to be a beekeeper now? <laughs> they get through your program. What do they experience? Well, I'll just talk a little bit about a, a particular individual that came last year and who had, I will say, um, a fear of insects or at least was not really believing they could be close to bees. And I can tell you that after that first weekend where we just stood near a hive, it, we weren't in equipment, it was just talking to them around a hive, a very small nucle a nucleus colony, which is a, a five-frame hive, and he stood in the back. He stood behind everyone else, and he was like, well, I'm not quite sure about this. The minute I got him into his safety equipment and his face into a hive, I couldn't keep him off of it. There is just something about those girls that are so um, enticing, I guess, how they're moving around the frames, feeding each other, taking care of the babies. There's just something so wonderful about handling bees, and he's hooked. He was hooked probably after the first weekend. I'm talking with Ginger Fenwick, Bees for Vets. Ginger, you sound very seasoned. How long have you been a beekeeper? <laughs> I haven't been actually very long, which is, I guess, dirty little secrets. No, I started beekeeping with, with, with real bees. I've given lectures about beekeeping for a lot longer, but actually handling bees probably about... Um, four or five years now. So it's not quite as long as one might think, but um, beekeeping is all about mentoring. And so my helping others learn it helps me learn it also. And once I decided to really go full force into the nonprofit, I contacted UC Davis and was um, approved to be part of their first cohort for Master Beekeepers. So I'm um, learning from the UC Davis crew how to be a master beekeeper, and I'm teaching also my veterans. So it's a win-win for everybody. And you have a full-time job. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So let's talk about, you know, if I'm in the community and this sounds interesting to yes. me, how can I get involved? You are a nonprofit. Okay. So this is just someone in the community that wants to help. Well, right now we're running a raffle. We're trying to fund this year's um, class of students. So certainly at thebeesforvets.org, they can read about that raffle. We also always look for people who want to be a host family. Um, as you know, sometimes a hive doesn't work in one uh, location. We, we can try it, but if 
something goes wrong, there's poor forage or whatnot, we'll have to find another area. So for our beekeepers right now who perhaps live in an apartment but wanna still fondle those bees, we can't keep having them necessarily out to our apiary where we're teaching, but these second year beekeepers that we're referring to, they can tend a hive at a host family. So we're always looking for people willing to let us um, put a hive on their property. I still need people who may be willing to sit at the farmer's market and talk about our program. We um, partner with DFI, as I said, and I've been working the booth down every Saturday morning at the McKinley Art Center Farmer's Market, but perhaps someone in the community would prefer to sit there and talk to people about beekeeping. So we have a lot of like little jobs that we would really need help with if people are available. Well, and that's a great way if I'm a veteran and really not ready to jump all in, but I could certainly volunteer with the organization, start to interact with other veterans or first responders, kind of learn the the ins and outs of beekeeping. And then when I build up all my courage, <laughs> then I can stick my head in a hive. And certainly in people in that situation as well, we always need volunteers at the apiary. So I'll give you an example. We had an individual in this last class that couldn't lift more than five pounds due to service-related um, injury. So as you know, a frame of honey can be 10 pounds. Well, they were unable to lift that. So I needed a volunteer every weekend to be with that veteran who could take direction, take off the top, smoke the front, pull this frame out, turn it so I can look for eggs. So we have equipment for volunteers who might want to come out and try that. If a volunteer says, yes, I want to be there every weekend for you, then we ask that they buy their own equipment so that we can keep our extra equipment for other volunteers who want to try it out. So when you do put an apiary into a host yard, you bring everything? So we bring everything. One of the big requirements to being a host family is, is your yard safe for a veteran to enter? So if you've got a big dog that hangs out in the backyard, that's not going to work for us because obviously we can't enter safely or if um, they have neighbors that are just against bees that's not really going to work for us either so we come and we'll check out the property first we'll meet with the homeowner and just talk about what their commitment is which is hey there's a storm coming I've got to come down and batten down the hatches and make sure like in a windstorm like this my hive isn't blown apart so they just have to be agreeable to us accessing the property to care for the bees and then not to use Roundup or something like like that on their flowers. That's huge. So based on that, you know, looking at beekeepers and one of our biggest issues, of course, is, you know, we can have great hives in our yard, but we don't know what our neighbors are doing out yeah. there. And so do you do uh, help the homeowner educate the neighbors or do you just stick a big sign on their property that says don't enter bees? <laughs> well, in the um, properties that we have now, all of the neighbors are agreeable to those bees. In fact, um, we've had a neighbor come down and thank us profusely that for the first time ever they had blackberries that they could harvest because the girls love berries. <laughs> so sometimes people want us in the neighborhood. Well, I think it's really awesome that, you know, this is really hands-on. So these aren't veterans that are sitting in a classroom. They're actually out engaging with the bees and you know I know a lot of people have fear I'm going to get stung but you know we have a lot of different bees in our in northern Nevada and we certainly have wasps and people confuse wasps with bees 
And so as long as you're in, you know, uh, safety gear, you're protected, they're really not going to bother you. As you yeah. were saying, people are so frightened of bees and, you know, you don't have to be. I'm going to pick up with Ginger Fenwick, who is here representing Bees for Vets. I encourage everyone to go out to their website, beesforvets.org. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ginger from Bees for Vets. You're listening to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated, a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. Is it possible to prepare for the careers of tomorrow today? The answer is yes. Reno Technology Academy offers hands-on training in state-of-the-art tech labs. Earn certificates in computer and network technology, IoT, cybersecurity, software engineering, web development, fiber optics, and communication cabling. Movers, shakers, makers, and inventors are turning their technology passion into high-paying careers. Reno Technology Academy, 849-4983. RenoTechnology.academy. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show. Very excited to have Ginger Fenwick, who is here representing Bees for Vets, because honeybees help veterans have a sweeter tomorrow. I love that. So, Ginger, we've been talking about the fact that as you're helping these folks with PTSD, so it's not just veterans, you're now opening it up to first responders, that, you know, once they transition into understanding the role of being a beekeeper, there is opportunity to convert this into small business. Correct. Um, you know, at farmer's markets, people love, first of all, to buy local honey, which is very different than the honey that they may be getting somewhere else. I believe honey is one of the most um, adulterated products in the grocery store, so buying from a local beekeeper is always the best. But there's also products of the hive. And as we know from attending the beekeepers conference, there's lots of things that we can do with propolis and wax. And they can get supplemental income from the products that they make from their little hive. Absolutely. And it was a lot of fun. I made bath bombs. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> it was great. But yeah, when you think of, I mean, from soaps to shampoo to, I mean, every, every product literally that we use on our body, we can move more into a natural. And honey seems to be a great ingredient because it also has medicinal quality, right? It microbial yeah mm -hmm. so um, so let's talk about um, here I am I'm new to this thought process because they're listening to the show and they're thinking wow I'm a veteran and I've never thought about beekeeping so what do you say to people you know that are like ooh really <laughs> well it's not very intuitive to think that being around stinging insects is peaceful that's the first hurdle I think and what I tell them is we're providing you the safety equipment now that doesn't mean you're not going to get stung bee sting but we're going to teach you how to modify your behavior so that the likelihood of you getting stung is very limited that being said I'm going to share um, a story. Uh, one of our uh, veteran beekeepers, we were done checking the hives and we had walked over to the truck to get
get ready to leave and he took off his safety hood, his little um, headgear, and went to say something and a bee went right into his mouth. Because you're in an apiary, it's, you know, busy. The girls are out shopping, they're grocery shopping, and one flew in his mouth. And quite stunned and not knowing what to do, he swallowed her. Had a sting occur while swallowing the bee, and he was fine, you know, thank heaven. But it does happen. Accidents happen. Certainly you can get stung, but we're going to teach him how the best, the best beekeeping practice is not to be. Absolutely. And, you know, I enjoy being around the bees and they, it's a fascinating, ancient, you know, it's like they've been around forever and they know what they're doing. And so really, yes, we have to check our bees and do certain things, but they know what they're doing. Yeah, they know how to be a bee more than I do. And you know, the, the funny saying is, um, they don't read the same books we do. So we always get to a, into a conflict sometimes because we're trying to manipulate them in a way that is very foreign. And even though we like to think they're domesticated. Bees will never be domesticated. They are wild animals. They are livestock. That's how they're graded by the um, USDA. But if you know how to behave around a bee, if you understand she's not out to sting you, she has to give her life when she stings you, you, you can become a better beekeeper and more peaceful as a person by managing your behavior. Well, and, that, and that's part of what you're helping these veterans that are suffering from PTSD, it, it can be very calm. Very. And the less stressed and the more calm you are, the better and easier it is to be a beekeeper. So are you finding, so tell me some of like, I know that you know everyone's different, but has anyone said to you, oh my gosh, this changed my life? Well, we've had um, comments like this. I finally have something to look forward to on the weekend. I can make it through my week because I know I get to be with the bees on Saturday. Another one who has said, my nightmares are gone. Now, I'm not going to guarantee that every veteran that comes to me will have this experience, but this is what I'm hearing, and I feel very positive that whatever issue you may have, just coming outside in an apiary, fresh air, a sunny day, it's peaceful, and just watching these girls work is a life-changing experience. Yeah, you don't talk much about the drones. Drones, <laughs> they're special to all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now let's stick with the girls, Ginger. <laughs> so if, you know, when you think about, you know, all this hard work and then it comes to the end of the season and then we get to harvest the honey. So there really is reward yes. for all this hard work. And so that's why I'm going to encourage people, especially when you taste honey, that you have been responsible to help create. Correct. Because you've provided the environment. Yes. Right? Yes. You've made sure that the forage is good or, you know, at least kept pests or rodents or whatever it is in the field away from your bees. And those girls have provided to you rich honey that's natural. I like to think that our honey is a, a lick of Reno. If you want to know what we taste like, eat local honey. Yeah. It is It is so good. And out at our uh, location, there's alfalfa, there's sage, 
And so this year we're going to start also collecting pollen so that people can cook with local pollen and, or drink it. A lot of people eat it as well like that. So um, there is always a sweet reward at the end, yes. Absolutely. Now you said you guys participate in the farmer's markets. Yes, through the Desert Farming Initiative. They actually sell our honey. So um, everything that we harvest out at the apiary is sold through Desert Farming Initiative. But um, my students, what honey, that, that little bit that can't be bottled or whatnot, we try to teach them how to cook with it, what they can do with it, um, convert it into products of the hive as we were taught at our conference, but just different ways to use honey that's beneficial. Mm -hmm. So what a great opportunity. So whether you're a veteran or you're a first responder, uh, something to do that is going to potentially help you be calmer, yes. right? If you are someone who has a big yard and you'd like to have a beehive in your yard, they can host, yes. right? And Contact you'll educate us. them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Certainly a way to buy the honey is through, you know, the farmer's market. Yes. So, so beesforvets.org, if anybody wants to find information about this or talk to you, Ginger, uh, you're a little hard to get a hold of, but that's okay because <laughs> I did get a hold of you. <laughs> yes, you did. Because <laughs> you have a full-time job, too. I understand that. So just a little patience. Yes, yes thank you. Yeah. yeah. So what is it you would like to say to our community? I mean, why is it important that we help you, your 501c3, your nonprofit, to do what you're doing? Well, you know, it reminds me of the bees themselves. They work best in a community. They take care of each other, and they, they're healthier for it. And so that's what we're trying to do is just help those individuals in our community that will ultimately help their families. Those families being healthier will help the community. So we're just trying to do our part. Absolutely. So what was this raffle you mentioned? So um, the raffle has prizes donated by the community. We've got a $1,000 gift card for um, Peppermill Casino. We have um, El Dorado donated a dinner and show package for four. There is a Trek mountain bike, some gift baskets, and a champagne balloon ride for two. Buy those, you go onto the website? Yeah, you go onto the website. There's uh, beesforvets.org slash raffle. The tickets are $10 each or six for 50. If they can find me in person, I can also sell at the moment, but um, through uh, the website, it's via PayPal. Okay, so what's next for Bees for Vets? Well, um, we're lucky enough to be partnering with a researcher who feels that there is a lot of great data that can be collected so that we can help only 10 a season, but with the data we hope to collect, that other programs across the U.S. can possibly get started in locations we could never have access to. Bees for Vets is unique to Nevada, but there are other programs across the U.S., but we feel that with research, more people will understand the benefits of beekeeping for veterans with PTSD or first responders. Yeah, no, I think that's just awesome. And that's what intrigued me about the organization and the fact that I am a beekeeper and go to the Nevada State Beekeepers Conference every year. And so just seeing your organization and knowing that, you know, you're doing good for our community and you're helping a lot of people. And so I wanted to showcase so that people can help you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. 
How many people in your, I mean, how many volunteers do you have right now? I know you'll always use, no, could use more, but. So uh, in the apiary, every Saturday is myself and my husband. He was kind of voluntold into that position <laughs> and he's there. Um, and the volunteers kind of rotate. We have one that has been with us through the beginning. She's going into nursing, so her, her schedule may be changing. But we have others that, you know, are, are definitely, um, pro the nonprofit, but can't always commit to every Saturday. So we have a large collection of maybe four <laughs> who rotate through. But I can tell you that if a veteran finishes going through their hives, they will always go and help their neighbor as much as they can, depending on um, their own um, pain levels or whatnot for those that have been injured physically. Um, so I'm definitely needing volunteers. The volunteers we have had have been fabulous, and the volunteers are always invited to all of our supplementary classes that we teach. Mm. So like lip balm and soap making, they can come to that. We taught a mead making class. The veterans were interested in that, so volunteers could also attend that. So they could learn what they can do with the honey that we're all um, interested in harvesting. Well, had I known you earlier, I would have come to the mead making class. <laughs> Well, we're going to have another one. Okay. You're welcome. Well, let me know. Welcome let, to come. Yeah, let us know. We'd love to be there. So bees for vets and that's bees and then the number four vets.org. Go out to the website. There's a lot to learn and understand. But if you are someone that wants to help veterans, even first responders to really, you know, just calm down and, and help them then definitely reach out. There's a lot of opportunity. They're a nonprofit and they need, they need things. Yes. <laughs> we do. <laughs> thank you. All right. I want to thank you for tuning into the Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. If you missed any part of today's show and would like to listen to the podcast, please visit SherryHillShow.com.